It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It's uh, Loser Monday. No win to report. No victory Monday to talk about. The Jaguars at home. It didn't look like a home game with all of the red jerseys in the stands, but it was a home game yesterday. Lose 30 to 10. It really wasn't even that close to the San Francisco 49ers. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen, as always, here on Locked on Jaguars as I piddle around here and get all of these audio things going here. But, man, it's just, you know, every time you think this team figures out who they are, you know, you 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 find out that they don't really know who they are yet. They absolutely don't know who they are yet. Um, what you saw yesterday was a team uh, with the 49ers who came in four and five. Now they're 500. Uh, they've gotten over some injuries. But the biggest thing with the 49ers that you saw was a team who knows exactly who they are. And they play that way. The Jaguars talk about who they want to be. And then they don't consistently play that way. And you notice I use the word consistently because I think it's very important that because sometimes they actually do look for a few minutes here or there. They look, uh, especially over the last few weeks, defensively, they've looked the way that they talk about looking. But I always wonder what will happen if somebody came in here and schemed them up. Uh, Over the last few weeks when we've talked about this team, uh, Buffalo is pretty straightforward. They're just going to try to bully you and push you, and it didn't work. The Colts, the way that they run their offense and their base defense, they're just going to come right at you. It worked for a while, and then the Jaguars made some adjustments. And Taven Bryan once again had some good success against Quentin Nelson because he lifts weights too. He's not just let you bully him and push him around. What happens when the team starts going sideways? What happens when uh, they start putting guys in the backfield and, and doing some of those little things? The thing that bothered me about the game yesterday was the undisciplined or the lack of discipline, total total lack of discipline uh, to the point where you couldn't get them off the field on third down. They started bullying you around. They kept converting um, third and short. Third and five was like a, a quarterback sneak or something. A little quick slant, boom, first down, right? So I guess you want to make it a street fight. And that's what Rashawn Jenkins did, and he got ejected. Right in front of the referee, you're going to smack a guy. Jump off sides on third and four. Somebody else did. You hold a guy on fourth down when you could get the ball basically right at midfield. It's terrible. It's terrible. And you do things like that when you're getting smoked and you know it and you're frustrated. That's what happened. Are the 49ers really, really talented, talented? They got some players. I think they had the three best players in the football game yesterday. Well, four probably. They probably had the four best football players on the field yesterday. Nick Bosa, George Kittle, Trent Williams, and Debo Samuel. You could argue that Josh Allen is somewhere uh, around in, in that neighborhood, but he's probably number five out of both rosters. He's the next best guy at this point because Trevor's still a rookie. 
James Robinson is probably in that top eight, nine area. But probably the five best players in the game yesterday played for the 49ers. And I ain't even mentioned Eric Armstead. So this is what I keep talking about when I when I tell folks. You have to raise the ceiling of your team. Trevor's going to get better. James Robinson's going to stay steady. But you better you better find some people that can be one of the five best players on the field. And especially when your coaching staff doesn't scheme up anything and doesn't make a doesn't adjust to a team that actually has a plan. You know what Urban and them looked like yesterday? You ever gone to a store and there's like a 16-year-old kid who's working behind the register? You know he's still in school and God bless him. You know, you you got kids, you know how kids are. And as long as you give him, if something costs a dollar fifty or a dollar forty, as long as you give him even amounts of money, he's he's fine. But if something costs two dollars and ninety-seven cents, and you don't want a bunch of pennies in your pocket, you just want a nickel. So you give this kid three dollars and two cents, and all hell breaks loose because they have no idea how much change to give you back. They don't even understand why you gave them the two pennies. They just want to give you three pennies. But you gave them 302 because you want a nickel. And that stunned look on their face when they have to go get their supervisor and say, I don't know. And, you know, you know the kid's going to eventually get it and he's going to learn, but they just like to keep things simple. That's how the coaching staff of the Jacksonville Jaguars looked yesterday. They looked like somebody bought something for 297 and gave them 302 and they started looking around at each other. They went to punt one time, and Logan Cook, who is the punter, wasn't even on the field. I mean, what are they doing over there? What are they doing all week? Are they talking about the wide receivers in the draft, next year's draft, or should they be leaving that to the scouting department right now? Even if they're responding to a question in a press conference, why, why, coaches, when's the last time you saw an NFL coach in the middle of the season Talk about a position group in next year's draft. If I was those wide receivers, I wonder what the hell was going on too. You see, this is setting up to start pointing the finger and blaming other people. And there was a report yesterday by Jason Lacanfora that, and I've mentioned, I've brought mention of this before, that he berates certain, that Urban berates certain position coaches. Okay, it's taken, it's taken away from the fact that. Uh, he hired him. He hired him. What what qualifying uh, characteristic or trait did they have to make you think that they were going to be a part of your team? What is it? See, in the NFL, you have to do the things you're supposed to do, not the things that you're not supposed to do. They ain't worried about no wide receivers in next year's draft. You better be talking about and coaching up the guys you have now because Shanahan was coaching his team up and you saw the effects of it right before halftime. Wheel route. We know they got some tendencies. We're going to complete this little 35 yard pass to a running back going down the sideline by himself. It's just amazing to me that they're getting a pass. They're getting a pass in segment two. I'm going to harp on the fact and we are going to hammer this one because we've been doing it the whole time. 
what did they do in the offseason with all of that cap space and all of those draft picks that Dave Caldwell left them? What did they do? There are times when they line up that they look like the least talented team on the field. Let's discuss it. Let's discuss it here on a Monday. I wish it was Victory Monday, but it isn't. But that's all right, man. We're going to keep it real for what it is. We're just going to call this football team out. Right now, y'all want to talk to draft, they're, they're slated to pick third again. They moved back up. Let's discuss in the segment two here on Locked on Jaguars after I tell you about direct TV stream. I'm going to give you a chance to get your TV together. What do I mean by that? I'm going to give you all of your live TV, your on-demand favorites, and an opportunity to put your favorite sporting events and movies all in one place. So you can get rid of the clutter with all of these different microphones or not microphones, but remote controls. And you can, all of these things you plug it in the back of your TV and, and trying to figure out what the password is to this app or that app. You don't need to do that anymore, man. Go to directtv.com and ask about direct TV screen stream. And it's going to allow you to get your TV together. And here's the fun part. There is no annual contract. All you need is a compatible device and to go to directtv.com and ask them about direct TV stream to get your TV together without all the hassle and hustle of having all of those different devices and different remotes and different passwords. Direct TV stream, go to directtv.com, ask about direct TV stream and get your TV together. We thank you for making us your first listen here on Locked on Jaguars. Every single Monday, I wish I had better news, but you guys already know the Jaguars lose 30 to 20 to the San Francisco 49ers at home. And uh, in the process, just really look this, this disjointed um, from the very beginning. I'm not going to do a play-by-play -play or go through the entire box score, but I will tell you this. They pretty much set the tone from the very beginning. How did they do that? About a 19 play. You heard me. 19 play, 87 yard drive. That literally took up 13 minutes and five seconds of the first quarter. I'm going to repeat. The Jaguars kicked off and did not get the ball until there was a minute and 55 seconds left to go in the first quarter. One drive, one. Couldn't get off the field. Had an opportunity, got two penalties twice right down their throat short sweet methodical first downs opportunistic it set the tone for the entire game because then after that the jaguars had to tap into their depth because what they did is they got the ball and they went three and out and i knew when they signed john brown i said watch he's gonna get in the game and they're gonna run him on a nine route this thing, this this obsession and i know it, it's true you, you don't have guys that can win and you don't have guys that can separate but this obsession with just finding a fast guy and running him down the field, it, it, it's, it's almost silly. And they did it on third and five, by the way, when they should have been trying to get a first down to keep their defense off the field. They even went tempo on a drive. They ended up getting a field goal, but they went tempo. And I'm thinking that's the worst thing you want to do. That, that reminded me of Willie Taggart and Florida State. You can't keep your defense off the field. You can't get them off the field defensively 
the worst thing you want to do is go tempo. It worked because they ended up getting, I think, three points out of it. But still, man, it's 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 this this trying to just okay, we get a fast guy, so that'll make us faster. Kinda, but you also kind of got to get a good football player. Debo Samuel ain't like fast. He ain't slow. He's quick. He got solid speed. But you know why he looks fast? Because he knows how to play football. He's he, when he lines up at running back, he he's 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 faster than he is when he plays receiver. That it seems like that. But come on, man. You, the, the Jaguars got beat by guys that just know how to play football. I don't even know the backup running back's name in, in San Francisco, but he was running all over the place. They had 170, 170 yards rushing, over 170 yards. Yeah. It, it, it Jacksonville just, they don't have an identity. They don't even know who they are. They, they know what they want to be, and they want they talk about what they want to do. And you keep hearing Urban say, we're close, we're close, we're close. No, you're not. Not consistently, you're not. This was a worse game than the 49ers game. I mean, the Seahawks game. Now, you, you said that if those two are the end, right in the middle of that, you got a, 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 a well, not really, because you played Miami first. The Miami game wasn't really that great. Miami's not great. I think we're hanging everything on this Buffalo game and the way that they played against the Colts in the second half. And it changed our expectation, and maybe it changed the expectation too fast and too much. Because I'm going to tell you, man, this is why it, it's disheartening. It's because the same people that basically wasted last offseason are the same people that's going to be back there probably next year if Shad doesn't clean house. And Shad has shown a lot of patience when it comes to football. And Urban keeps talking about next year. So, um, he keeps talking about getting this thing turned around. You could not have told me in the offseason that this is how people would feel. And I even said that, okay, even if the record isn't good, there's certain things that you look for. I didn't think one of the things that was going to show up was the coaches not knowing what the hell they're doing. Looking around at each other. Basically virtue signaling that, yeah, they're going to change coaching staffs, especially offensively next year. It's all. It's almost like you can you can tell it's coming. And I know Dan Mullen got fired, and everybody thinks, okay, he's just gonna hire Dan Mullen from Florida. He probably will. And I'm not saying it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, and like, if something ain't working, you need to fix it. I get it. If you made a mistake, uh, correct it, Un undo it. I get it, and, and I'm all good with that. But you just have to be very, very careful that you think the guy who made that initial mistake can't make more because he can. And then on the, on, the, on this team building thing, I keep trying to tell people more than anything. See, so here's here's what I, I want want y'all to understand about what I'm talking about. Just because you have a glaring, glaring, glaring big knee at, at wide out, right? And you do. And you need to address it two or three times in the offseason some sort of way. You got to address it, right? It doesn't mean that other areas don't need to be fixed, too. case in point if i put a well no i won't say that but if someone gave you a hard choice and they said nope you can't you can't um 
you can't sit here and and, and play uh, nice about it. You got to make a stone cold decision. Who do you think was going to win the matchup yesterday between Josh Allen and Trent Williams? One of them, if, if I told you one of them was going to outplay the other, and that didn't necessarily happen. It was probably a it was probably a push. They probably both played well enough. And Josh didn't have any sacks, but I saw him get some pressures and and it ain't like Trent pancaked him all over the field. But you know, when you play defensive end versus uh offensive tackle, all you got to do is make one play and it looks like you were dominant all day. But if I asked you before the game, and Josh Allen's a good player, that, don't get me wrong, that's not what I'm saying. But if I ask you before the game, you gotta choose one. Don't go on in your intuition. I'm going to take a month of your salary if you're wrong. Who's going to have the advantage? If you're logical, 90% of the people at least would say, okay, I'll go with Trent Williams. Now, if I reverse it and I say, okay, same thing. Nick Bosa or whoever's blocking him, depending on what side he lines up on. Who's going to win? Oh, you say Nick Bosa. Okay. All right. Shaq Griffin and Debo Samuel. Mm, I'd probably say Debo. Yeah, yeah. Those are the advantages that the Jaguars have to at some point get in their favor. Because every player I just mentioned, Josh, Cam Robinson, or... Taylor, Jawan Taylor, and Shaq Griffin, at least three of the four I just mentioned are considered guys that this team can build on. The people saying now, go ahead and re-sign Cam to a contract extension. Griffin's the number one corner, right? Josh Allen is, is, is a franchise-type player at edge, right? But in three matchups, I ask you, if they could actually, if you're definitive that they'll have an advantage over the guy on the opposite side and you said no, most most of the time, most likely, because I did ask a few people this and I got the answer that I'm expecting. If that's the case, if I could tell you that a year and a half from now, if I ask you that same question about Evan Neal and you go, oh, no, I don't know, Nick Bosa ain't getting around him. Or if I told you, well, hey, um, Thibodeau oh, yeah. or Aiden Hutchinson, you're like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know, man. Hutchinson might get him, you know, or or, or Singletary from LSU. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's going to hold his own now. He's going to – see, it, 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 that's what I'm talking about, about raising the talent level of your team and then addressing wide receiver and free agency and maybe rounds two and three. I'm not saying that that's what they should do. But what I'm telling you, I hear too many people just sit here and talk about we need a fast wide out and they're going to take every single top resource they can as if it's the only problem. And I'm not saying it's not the most urgent thing. I'm just saying you don't have to use your biggest piece of currency to go get it if that guy isn't as good as people that you're going to pass up. Because everybody you pass up is going to be looking right at you on the football field. Case in point, Debo Samuel, Juwan Taylor. The Jaguars needed a wide receiver, and they took Taylor because they also needed a tackle. Who would you rather have? That's the That was the perfect point in what I'm trying to – you still might need a right tackle. 
and the other guys running around scoring touchdowns on your football field as a running back and a wide out, by the way, which is what you drafted last year in the first round, a, sla- a running back slash wide out, a playmaker. You, you, it isn't, isn't it ironic that a couple of years ago you passed up that guy to take somebody that you now need to replace and that guy is running around all over on you on the football field. And if you had that guy on your roster, you wouldn't have used the first round pick on Travis Etienne. And it's not the same administration, but it just it's the same organization. So the point is still valid. That over a two, three year period, the team that drafts the best players while filling in squares is going to win, not the team that needs to fill in all of their positional squares. It doesn't work that way. That's why they're in the position that they're in. And as fans, we need to start thinking about that. And we need to say, hey, man, no, raise the floor of this team. If you go into any game and you put all the players in a bag and you say pick the five best ones and all five of them play for the other team, that's a problem. Regard because when I say that, I'm not asking you to pick the best wide receiver or pick the best fast guy or pick the best gadget guy or pick the best warrior. No, I'm just blanketly telling you to pick the five best players from from the t- and all five of them probably played for the 49ers of the day. At least four of them did. You're not gonna ever beat a team like that thinking the way that they're thinking right now. Come on, man. Come on. It, it, it just I'm just I'm just kind of getting tired of it. I'm kind of getting tired of people that should be smart enough to realize this. that keep saying and regurgitating the same thing. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, they need to get faster at wide receiver. OK, it doesn't mean you got to use one hundred million dollars and the number three overall pick on on wideouts. It does not work that way, especially if they don't deserve to be there and you and they don't deserve that kind of money. I'll tell you about some free agents that I think won't be available and some that will be available next year and we'll do it in just a second here on the third and final segment of locked on jaguars after i tell you about built bar and is the best tasting protein bar ever if you haven't tried a built bar by now you are missing out they say it's protein bar but it doesn't really taste like one you have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down but built bar is soft covered in 100 real chocolate and when you bite into it you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar, but it's healthy. It has low fat, low carbs, low calories, low sugar, and it's very high in protein and it packs a nice punch so to get you throughout the day, especially if you're working out. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a new limited edition flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Here's what you got to do. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built Bar. And if you're like me and you try to win some money when you try to be right about these games, the best place for you to go is Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting some money. <laughs> I like that. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, lines than ever before. It remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% bonus. It's a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on to receive that bonus. And it's just not football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, boxing, UFC, 
and your favorite casino game. So take advantage of all of these offers in the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Locked On Jaguars. I wish there was better news than me constantly criticizing the coaches, but I can't because it's a 30-10 loss in a game where they, for the second time in a few weeks, they just look pretty lifeless. Uh, this is the, San uh, the Seattle and San Francisco games both uh, sort of just kind of look like the same thing. Uh, they they came out hyped, and uh, once they started getting punched in the mouth, they started wanting to fight and get penalties and do silly stuff. And uh, they couldn't look to the sideline for any leadership because, well, those guys were all looking at each other and uh, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. and Or either they had their head down looking at the ground um, or maybe thinking about the draft next year or something. I don't know, but they weren't, they weren't looking like a team that was supposed to uh, be on the field uh, yesterday. Um, some of these free agents going around uh, the Patrick kid that Denver re-signed the other day uh, to a contract extension before he hits free agency um, kind of made some people feel like maybe that Cortland Sutton would be together. I saw a tweet from my compadre out in Denver, Cody Rourke, who works for Locked On Broncos, and he 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 just basically said that getting Patrick done uh, allows them to now focus on Cortland Sutton, who they fully expect to re-sign. So Cortland Sutton was one of those guys that I had on the wish list. Well, according to Cody Rourke, uh, Cortland Sutton probably ain't going to be there. Um Michael Gallup has gotten healthy. He missed uh, on opening night. He, he uh, opened a Monday game. He got hurt or the Thursday game against the Cowboys uh, on, or, you know, to open the season. Uh, I believe it was either his groin or his hamstring or something like that, or maybe a quad or a calf or whatever. Well, he's back. He's been back now for two weeks. Um, he still looks fast. Still look like, looks like the same guy. Now he, he's probably going to be a guy that you can probably get. Here's why. Because Dallas is paying Cooper. They have C.D. Lamb on a rookie deal, but he's there, he's there one A or one B. Uh, Cedric Wilson, who played really well while Gallup was gone, is there. And then Dallas doesn't have any money, man. Dallas is paying Dak and Zeke and 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 all of these people. I don't know if they can muster up the bread to keep Robert Gallup. So he's a guy that I would look to uh, as a possibility. Now he can burn, he can run. Another guy you might have to think about, and he's not a runner, he's not a burner, but Mike Williams for the Chargers. Mike Williams can win. He can win. And 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 so he's not, he's one of those guys that if if you listed receivers under the guy that they the category that they go in, he's in the D hop category. He's not a he's not a burner, but he's a high point guy and he wins. And he probably runs like a four, five, five or something. You know, it doesn't matter though. He gets open and he's eating, he's eating everybody alive this year. Caught a touchdown just late last night running down the sideline by himself. So you just need football players, man, people that can win and people that give you a chance when they go out on the field. Um, I can't think of any more receivers right offhand that I know uh, that will be out there, but gone are the days of you just thinking you're going to pick a dude up off the waiver wire and run him on a nine route down the sideline. This is not going to work. And I really hope they change their philosophy when it comes to that stuff, man. If not, we're going to be right back here all next year and doing doing the same thing, talking about the same stuff. I think they might end up with one of the Ohio State guys uh, if they maneuver around a little bit or James Williams. Uh, 
uh, the receiver from Alabama. And there's a, there's a few other guys, Alex Burks from uh, Arkansas. There's a lot of guys in this draft that can play. Uh, Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama. And I know you guys don't want to hear nothing about no small school guy, but I've been on him all summer. I even asked Matt Nagy if he was going to come to the senior bowl. And Nagy told me in the beginning of the year, he said, hey, he, he hit me back and he said, if he has the kind of year we think he can, he'll definitely be. And guess what? He's having that kind of year. He was featured. Uh, Nagy posted a tweet. I mean, uh, yeah, he tweeted a video of him catching a one-handed ball on Tennessee the other night, and that's what he does. And I told a former NFL player, watch him. He can play. The kid at Purdue, Bell, he can play. And the other kid, the little fast guy up at uh, Penn State, he can play. But they're all good football players. They're just not guys who are just fast. They are good, solid football players. So we'll see what the Jaguars do, man. 30-10, to 10, another loss to uh, – San Francisco and another loss that makes the coaching staff and the personnel people look like they don't absolutely have a clue as to what they're doing. We'll see uh, what happens with the staff uh, as we move forward, but hopefully they'll get back on it and play better against the Falcons uh, on this, uh, this next game that they have. I want to make uh, sure you guys listen to the Peacock and Williamson podcast, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you like, and subscribe. Uh, you got an NFL analyst, man, and a former NFL scout. Uh, that will tell you how this thing uh, is done in the NFL. And it's the quintessential podcast for Locked On NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure you check that out, subscribe, and make that your second listen. All right, man. So we'll see you guys again on tomorrow. Got a little bit of an abbreviated schedule this week. Uh, we're going crossover on Wednesday uh, with uh, the Falcons. We're off on Thursday because we're eating turkey. And then Friday, I'll be uh, putting out a Locked On show, too, uh, heading into the weekend for next weekend's game. Until then, you guys take care, man. Keep taking care of each other and try to hang on. Keep your spirit up. I know it's bad right now, 2-8, and eight, but we'll see how the year finishes up.